Bill, the other day, um, my electric went off. And, you know, it's it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to get by hard. with no electric I imagine. nowadays. Yeah. And, um, do you know how I survived? How you survived with minimal voltage, I would assume. I just took a shot in the dark <laughs> and a shot in the dark <laughs> and a, and a shot. shot in the dark. Ah. <laughs> the shots will warm you up. <laughs> yeah. One shot after the other, after yeah. shot after the other shot. Definitely, yeah. especially yeah. if it's a little like peach schnapps. Pe- that's right. You got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> The shots will get you. Dodge those bullets. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Here we are. Post-Thanksgiving. Post-Thanksgiving, yeah. episode 109. 109. My trunk of my car, Bill, mm-hmm. is full of all of the letters and postcards. Oh, my gosh. And mail that we have received because people were angry that we did not do an episode last we week. We didn't do an episode, and our tens and tens of listeners are probably... It's overflowing. Revolting and picketing out in front of the museum right now. The amount of hate mail that we've gotten about not doing an episode last week. And my voice, my mailbox is full too, people wondering what's going on. (laughs) You know, it's hard to hear them over the crickets. (laughs) (laughs) But it felt like I was playing hooky. Because, you know, you've had some uh, situations going on and it's a holiday and and we we jumped over a live uh, recording. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it, it felt like I was, I didn't turn in the book report. I feel like, oh, my gosh, that's going to lower my grade point. I'm not going to be able to graduate. Right. Yeah. Well, my situation's going on, too, is I have I have elaborated, you know. I mm-hmm. haven't uh, announced it with sirens on Facebook or mm-hmm. anything like that because that's not really what I use Facebook for. Mm-hmm. But I, I had a hip replacement surgery last week, mm-hmm. and everything's going great. Yeah, you're, you're just re- bionic yeah. the way that you're recovering. Yeah. I mean, I had a few days where I was a little, you know, cranky. You wouldn't want to recorded with me. Which kind of happens when they you know saw off part of your body you get cranky you know so but i have recovered nicely and barely taking any pain pills which means i'm going to drink a glass of this wine right here nobody nobody class? tell dr is gersky this, is this your first glass of wine it is okay it is oh i i here i am a bad influence mm. no thank you mm. thank you for being a bad influence <laughs> that's what friends are for <laughs> I started off with the the shot in the dark joke because it is an idiom. It is an expression. It's a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Metaphor. Many, many things. Yeah. Um, and we're sort of going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we're trying to, well, we're going back and forth. What are we going to do for this episode? Yeah. You know, we, we thought, what is going to be a topic that is going to be universal? And you had you brought up, you know, how does poetry enhance or how does poetry uh, um, um sort of make people's lives better yeah. or richer. Which we probably... And the benefits. Yeah, and, and we talk about that basically every episode. Every, every episode we do. But we, yeah. have, we have leaned more heavily on it in the past. I had a, had a friend, Paul, on, uh, on Facebook. He made a comment just a couple of days ago, Cyber Monday, and his comment was, I thought for this Cyber Monday morning, if we have days that tell us how and where to spend our money, but not days that tell us how to treat one another, then we are already lost. Mm-hmm. And I said, and that's what poetry is for. Mm-hmm. That was my comment on that post. Yeah. yeah. That's what poetry is for. Yeah. These these uh, Black Fridays and Cyber Mondays are so silly to me as an adult now. Mm-hmm. As a child, I was thinking, oh, I'm, I got to stand in line and get this. 
Mm-hmm. Goodie bag or whatever. Well, now you're it's, younger, it's kind of fun. It is. I guess. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, stop it. It's <laughs> That's annoying. I have released myself from the shackles of having to buy and, you know, to. Post consumerist po- bill mm-hmm. over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, post consumer Sean. Yeah. That's true. I'm yeah. not a good consumer at all. Which is, you know, it's good Except not to be- online. I still buy a little too much online. They've made it too convenient sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'll see a package like, oh, for, I forgot I ordered that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, the dogs needed a new collar. Of course they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So if we don't have days that tell us how to treat one another, we are already lost. So, and, and I do, I believe that that's what a lot of poetry is for and about, is how to get along with one another in the human Spectrum. And speaking of that, I, 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 I'm going to go along that same vein. You know, you've had uh, – it's been a kind of an interesting two weeks. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. had an interesting couple of weeks. One of my dear friends, my, a speech therapist I've worked with for 30 years, uh, had lung cancer, and she passed. And I didn't realize she had passed. Uh, well, I got notified she had passed by her daughter the, the, the day after. I, I thought something was up, so I contacted her, and I didn't receive any word back. I attended her funeral. Uh, she was Jewish, beautiful service, graveside service. And at the very end, there was a procession of people uh, uh, to put a, a shovel full of soil on her grave. Mm-hmm. That is tradition to do. Yes. Yeah. And I was thinking as I was standing there, I'm like, I don't know if this is proper. I'm not Jewish. So I went over to her daughter and I said, um, I don't want to overstep. I said, is it, is it appropriate that I, that I participate in this? And she said, absolutely. Mm-hmm, if you if you would like yeah. to, please do that. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so welcomed and so warm among the tears and the confusion that that was occurring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that was, and I'm still kind of baffled by her departure, uh, Sean. Yeah. I, I think about her and I think, Gil, um, this woman's no longer here. Mm-hmm. And it's different. Yeah. You know, when someone leaves or departs or their presence the is not little, here, the, the world, world is a little, little less when, yeah. when, a, when a friend departs. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, it's, so it's a little somber. Yeah. But I thought every time you and I meet to, for a podcast, something's different. Every week something changes, <laughs> you know, for better, for worse, or oh, yeah. for, for, for different yeah, and the texture of life it just just changes um, within an instant but sometimes. That, but yeah. that is the grain of poetry. Yes, yes. You know? Well, and then the and the ceremony too. That that was a welcoming ceremony for all. That that's the um, that's the essence of poetry. Too. Essence of poetry, and because I, poetry is for everyone. And the crowd was so warm, and you know, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't attended many Jewish events. I've bought mitzvahs and var mitzvahs, but. As a as a religion, they're very welcoming, mm-hmm. and so I I was you know honored to be allowed to to do that. Mm-hmm. Some people threw roses, some people threw soil, but uh, anyway, it, it's symbolic and it meant something to me. Yes, and so. you say symbolic, so that makes me think about one of the things I wanted to talk about today too. Okay, um, because we I do want to talk about the symbolic level of our language, the metaphoric level. The fact that the English language, I don't know if other languages are, but I suspect they are. But the English language is very uh, overrun with uh, metaphor and idiom Mm -hmm. and uh, expressions that bring the language to life, Mm -hmm. such as let's take a shot in the dark. Let's take a shot in the dark. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Let's not beat a a dead horse. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. I was kicking around an idea. He's a straight shooter in meetings. Mm -hmm. 
All of those are from a chart that I saw recently, again, on Facebook. <laughs> and the chart was called Evolving from Violent Language. And it was put out from an extremely well-meaning group. Um, as far as I can tell, the name of the group is called Nuns Against Gun Violence, mm -hmm. which I am against gun violence, of course, for sure. Of course. But I am also against sanitizing the language in such a way that it's no longer poetic, mm -hmm. you know, and that it no longer has an image in it or uh, an idea that is uh, sensitive mm -hmm. in some ways to our sensory experience, mm -hmm. okay? Yep. Uh, because, you know, that's poetry, that the sensory experience brought to life. It's not just words on a page that you read and you, uh, you know, absorb with your, your eyes and your brain. It is, it should be a sensory experience. You mm -hmm. really feel it, you know, throughout mm -hmm. your body. And I think the metaphoric quality of language in poetry, that's one of the main things that it does, mm -hmm. is, uh, is elevate the sensory experience. Yeah. So while I'm sure this is very well-meaning, it's, it's alarming to mm -hmm. me because let me read you a few of these okay. suggestions yeah, about. Sure. So they say there's a chart that says instead of, and so then it lists all these phrases. So instead of using this phrase, say this. So instead of saying, I'm going to take a shot in the dark, say, I'm going to take a guess. That sounds a little password-ish. <laughs> a, a little wheel of fortune-ish for me. Very dull. Dull. Very dull. Dull. Mm -hmm. That's another word. Yeah. Can you shoot me an email? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying that, just say, can you send me? I, I say, shoot. can I shoot you an email all the time? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know, because what is it doing? What is the word shoot doing that send doesn't do? Uh, it's like, let, let's get it there quickly. Let's yes. Get it, you know, let, right. let me get this to you right now, immediately. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, uh, descriptive language and, and metaphor, yeah. those things do, is they convey an idea um, as an image mm -hmm. rather than just words that you comprehend logically, mm -hmm. which all the things they've got over here on the say this category are things that you would comprehend logically. So, of course, instead of saying what's the deadline, mm -hmm. you would say what's the due date because mm -hmm. you don't want to say the word dead. Yeah. Oh, well, it, it, that, <laughs> it's, it's like saying what's the it sounds like a pregnancy. What's the due date of this of this uh, report? <laughs> I don't know, sometime in March, you know. <laughs> Did we jump the gun? Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody says that. Yeah. Did we start too soon is what we're supposed to stay, mm -hmm. say instead. Yeah. So they're wanting to specifically remove firearm references to, but I see what you're saying because it can, it, it can bleed from that to any other reference. And as we've seen in this country, book <laughs> bans are really, seem to be, the you know, on people's mm -hmm. minds, mm -hmm. and they're wrong, you know. Yeah, because where I saw this at was a, a, a friend of mine who had posted about this, and her lead-in to the post isn't really about what this, you know, uh, getting rid of the, the, uh, the violent language is about, because she said... That one proof point is that in 1975, the terms policemen and firemen were ubiquitous, and feminists pushed for the gender-neutral terms police officer and firefighter. Now we have many of those women in those roles, and those terms are ubiquitous. But that's not the same thing it is not as not same. speaking <clears throat> in idioms and metaphor. Probably not. I, yeah. I might have told you I was, you know, corrected lovingly 
when I posted pictures of my uh, a bathroom remodel and I said, this is the master bathroom model. And I was, and I was uh, reminded that the, master, the term master bath and master bedroom is no longer used because that's it was antebellum days when there was a master in the house. <laughs> now it's primary bath and primary bedroom. And how much more boring is the word primary than master? It's I think it's it's more fifty seven percent more boring. You know, fifty seven percent. But the thing is, is, is uh, I, I didn't even cross my mind that that was um, maybe racially uh, in, in, motivated or had a racial root yeah. to it. But so, again, you know, that's not the same thing. It is not the same think. thing. It mm-hmm. is not the same thing. You know, and I've noticed on all these realtor shows, all these decorating shows, they do say primary now. Maybe wow. it, maybe it's the realtor code. Yeah. You know, let's. But I, I I never knew that it was an issue. Right. So I guess I have learned. Right. You know. Because then it also makes you wonder. Staying on that word, if you if you totally stop saying master bed bedroom, are mm-hmm. people not going to understand what the word master actually used to mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of the history. So we're just supposed to not say it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we'll just forget about it. But then you forget yep. some history, too, don't yes. you? Yes. And if you watch um, Downton Abbey or anything, you know, the um, uh, class, classed societies used to call the wealthier my lord. Mm-hmm. Now, that's another thing that has gone by the wayside, but it needs to be remembered. Yeah. Yes, my lord. You know, yes, my lady. Well, uh, yeah, people need to understand that that's what was said. That's what was said. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, here's an example, Bill. Of what would happen if we, if we tried to do this? If, if instead of using metaphoric language, we just said everything exactly okay. as it was. So here's the very famous Robert Frost poem, "Nothing Gold Can Stay," oh, yeah. which just reads, "Nature's first green is gold; her hardest hue to hold; her early leaves a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden sank to grief, so dawn goes down to day." Nothing gold can stay. Mm-hmm. Lovely little poem. Now, if I were to follow these rules of, you know, not using uh, metaphoric language, this is what this poem might sound like. The title would be, Things Can't Stay the Same. Okay. The natural world has a lovely color, but this color can't remain. The leaves on the trees and flowers don't last very long either. The leaves all fall off the trees. Humans do terrible things to each other. Twelve hours of day pass. Things can't stay the same. Not the same, is it? <laughs> yeah. A little different feeling, you know. I exaggerate a little bit. But, yeah. I mean, every line of that poem is basically a metaphoric way of saying something yeah. very true and, and powerful about, you know, the natural world, and yeah. about existence, really. And yeah. You know, speaking of that poem, another poem, Sean, and we're talking about how poetry enhances and values our lives. Um when I read a poem that I really like, I often will stop and let it settle uh-huh. and see how I, my experiences might be similar or how I relate to that. Yeah. I wonder if everyone does that. Stop and think, hmm, and maybe revisit parts of it and let it settle and just uh, ruminate. It's a good point because the, I, one of the reasons why books of poetry are so small is precisely for that reason. Because you're not just supposed to just you don't rush through it. Mm-hmm. You are supposed to you read a poem and to stop. Page to page. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. pause. Yeah. Yes. Maybe reread before you go on to. Yeah. Yeah. So, and some touch you more than others. Mm-hmm. 
Or so, I skip around. I skip around when I'm reading books of poetry, too. Mm-hmm. I don't read them straight through, usually. Yeah. And poetry, I find, and I'm, I'm going to research this, Okay, has a stigma. Poetry um, is stigmatized as non-masculine and effeminate, often. Yes. And I find this interesting because any guy knows that to, to woo a woman, if that's what you're doing, mm-hmm. uh, most women, some women, is, <laughs> is to be really eloquent. Yes. To be really uh, <laughs> good with your words. I think it, uh, as as the uh, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac mm-hmm. ha, ha, uh, pointed out, uh, and an example also of Robin Williams in the Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet you Society. That? Yes. He says, "What's the purpose of poetry?" And the yeah. guys rattle off all these things, yes. and he's like, "No, mm. it's to woo women." Woo women. <laughs> and there is a myth that persists that women that people people who write poetry have mental issues. It's just not true. It's kind of the Poe theory, isn't mm. it? Yeah. yeah. It's just really, I, I find this, these societal things, I don't know if they're just Western, Western themes or if they're worldwide, but um, poetry is, uh, has, and I, what's funny is I've always been fairly decent at it, and I'm not sure why, you know. Some people are more dipped than others, um, but I find it's that It's the way you see the world, It's the way you Bill. see the world. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people who are, um, op- are listeners and they're open to observation, and uh, open to an experience of, you know, all the stimuli that are coming in at them. Mm-hmm. And they don't automatically shut it down yeah. or try to transform it into something else. Those are those yeah. are poets. I was looking at this guy this morning when I was walking the dogs and there was... It was being all poetic. November blue, being all poetic and everything. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, is that Cerulean? Is it Azurian? <laughs> is it Robin's Egg? Is it Slate? Uh-huh. You know, is it is it more of a Malachite? Mm-hmm. Or is it more of a more of a lapis. My gosh, that's a lot of blues. I couldn't have named all yeah, those. Yeah, but I thought, you know, what, what is it? It's like, <laughs> you nerd, you know. Okay, well, you can call it nerdy, but it is also a, a way of being able to translate and experience to other people, mm-hmm. which is what poetry is supposed to do, too. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to just uh, transfer your emotion of an experience onto other people. It's supposed yeah. to transfer the experience. And so you got to be precise and you got to name things precisely. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I know you that can't you can't do like I did in my poem. The natural world has a lovely color. Yeah. The color can't remain. Yeah. You're like, what color would that be? Because there's so many colors in the world. Yeah. See, because I didn't use the word gold or mm. green in the poem. Yeah. I didn't use that allusion to Eden, so Eden sank to grief. Instead, I said humans do terrible things to <laughs> each other. Humans do terrible things. <laughs> which is what, so Eden sank to grief, which is what that means. Yeah. You know, but it's, um, when you can when you can speak in metaphor, when you can write in metaphor and people can, uh, or imagery, and people can uh, hear and absorb that imagery and uh, those metaphors, it's a much more transformative experience yes. so there's again there's where poetry is and it seems the more you know and appreciate the more you are able to know and are able to appreciate it grows all and of which, life all, well, all of life yes. whereas where the connection again mm-hmm. uh, uh, connects yeah um Exactly. Because people, I'm sure, wonder why Why should I stop in that stupid little museum there on the corner of Delaware and Maine yeah. in this stupid mm. little town of Locust Grove, Oklahoma. How is that going to change my life? How is that going to enhance my life? You know? uh, first of all, okay, you can have that question, but, you know, be open to the fact that you might find an answer inside. Mm-hmm. So just try it and see. Mm-hmm. Often the most rewarding experiences of my life are the ones where I thought, I'm going to do 
something different. Right. I'm gonna. I ain't gonna. I'm gonna go down this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And that. And that's for relationships. That's like the, the coffee shop. I'm gonna go in there and I'm going to be remembered. <laughs> you know. And, and, and you create your own kind of destiny, like with this yes. museum. I'm gonna do it because no one told me I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna do this pod- podcast because no one told and us. No we one could. has told us we can't. <laughs> no. They haven't no. told us anything. Verla's not said anything, so I'm going on. <laughs> You know, yeah. we haven't been told yes or no, but that, that you know, so we just we just keep going. Yeah, you know, Bill, I tried to take a very famous Shakespearean sonnet and apply these methods of instead of say this, and it's uh, sonnet eighteen. Shall I compare thee to a summer's okay, day? Yes, yes. Yeah. So I started out. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? No, I can't because that would be a metaphor. <laughs> It just throw me off a cliff. <laughs> just, I'm just a limbing. I'm just throw me off a cliff. And it's like, that entire poem. And you, and you find is... yourself like, <laughs> really, I can't. Let's be factual. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. Entire poem is metaphors. Yeah. You know, when each quatrain of the poem has a metaphor yeah. and uh, and ends with the couplet, so long as men can breathe, their eyes can see, so long lives this, and this gives life to thee. Life to thee. But yes. you can't make a poem give life to someone. If you haven't first embodied that life mm-hmm. with infantry and metaphor. 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 Oh, metaphor. My, you know, yeah, my metaphors. <laughs> I, I have kind of decided, Sean, that we need a, a mascot. Our podcast needs Oh, a you know, that'd be cool. And what, I, what are you thinking? Puffer fish. <laughs> Wait, did I say that too quickly? Have I been thinking about that? I about spit out that drink of wine. <laughs> Dr. Gursky's, you know, sitting there going, yes, spit it out. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I have thought about this. You know, something that's cuddly yet prickly. So I thought, and I've How is a puffer fish cuddly? Because it looks so cuddly till you wow. touch it and then it puffs up and stings you. Because it's puffy. You. Okay. But, so I came up with a limerick. Oh, lovely. Lovely. The puffer fish uh, yes, limerick? Yes. He's even got a name. Okay. Prickles. <laughs> Prickles, the pontificating. Let me, let me start over. <laughs> Prickles, the pontificating puffer, could string words together like no other. Found out all too soon in a room of balloons, he just burst everyone's bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever been in that situation? Poor Prickles. Have you ever ever been, you know, I hate small talk in a social. Oh, I know. And I felt like like this puffer fish in a room full of balloon people. You walk up and you just, you know, it's like. It's unique. Pop them, pop them, pop them. I'm ready to go home. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Here I come in. Prickles. Look, I'm, I'm so different. Don't y'all want to talk to me? Come get close. Oh, Prickles no. the pontificating puffer, you know. Okay, well, I'll think about that. Okay. As a <laughs> They're kind of, you know, they make dangerous stuffed toys, I found out, though, you know. <laughs> I'll consider that as a, as a podcast. That was my contribution to Mascot. Mascot. I do love mascots. I like mascots, too. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought about the poem... The very famous and lovely Elizabeth Barrett Browning poem to her husband, Robert, How Do I Love Thee? Right. Let Me Count the Ways. Right. No, I can't right. do that. You can't, no, no. <laughs> can't count the ways because that's poetic. Sorry. Can't count the that's ways. That's the end of that poem. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> she says, I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach when feeling out of sight For the ends of being and ideal grace, I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need by sun and candlelight. You know, there's something about 
observing a great love, mm-hmm. and you know it's a great love mm-hmm. that is uh, fascinating, mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. I happened to realize this when I was w- watching Rosalind Carter's funeral oh, y- yeah. yesterday, and yeah. their daughter read just one of probably hundreds of letters that uh, President Carter wrote to Rosalind. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, just a simple, you know, uh, uh, returning home to you, I fall in love with you all again, Does all over again. Does that seem strange to you? It doesn't to me. What, what do you mean? What seems strange? Uh, that No, I'm sorry. That was part of the letter. Oh, oh. Uh, he said, you know, uh, when he was overseas and he, when he would when he would return, you know, and, and uh, I fall in love with you all over again. Does that seem strange to you? It doesn't to me. You know, I just felt that that was a it's one. It seems like one of the greatest loves that we, yes. could, you know, yes, it was very, very moving. And he was, you know, uh, there in, in attendance and we would not have seen him because he's in a compromised state now. Yeah. Yet yeah. I'm sure he acknowledged he wanted to be there because that's his the love of his life. Right. Right. It was just a touching moment that we don't often see. Mm-hmm. And it was a poetic moment. To, to share that very intimate letter, which was a form of poetry in a way. Oh, it sounds like it. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were such, um, you know, they were such friends. They were such work companions. Companions. Partners in every sense yeah, of the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that they made it work. They made it Yes. And they, he might have been a crappy president, but he was a wonderful man. Yeah. Yeah. I and, think, yeah. And I don't even know enough about politics to know if he was a crappy president. Yeah. But I... I do know he was an ethical he, man. Uh, he certainly was. He certainly, <laughs> yeah, cheers to that. Maybe, maybe it doesn't take an ethical person to beat the president. Obvi- I don't know. Obviously not. You know, so. I wish it did. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. You shall not have any, any, any convictions on your, behind your name. All right. Do you want to try a little, little experiment here, Bill? Of course. How about I give you some... <laughs> Okay. It's <laughs> a big sigh. He says, all right, what are you going to throw at no, me you, now? You know I'm going to catch these curveballs. You know. No, I was just thinking I'm going to go back to my list here of instead of say this. And what if I give you the say this? Say this. Would you be able to uh, to figure out what the idiom is yes, that goes so. with it? Yeah. Okay. And the idiom will have something to do with something violent, mm-hmm. you know, because okay. that's what they're trying to get rid of. I see. Yes. I didn't do my best at that presentation. I didn't kill it. Oh, that I didn't, that I didn't, works. I didn't kill it, you know. But it's bombed. You know, okay, but you know, we bombed it. Okay, but you know, we just, I really killed it. Yes. You're like, oh, you did fantastic. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. So yeah. I, you got the idea. Okay. Um, that was a bit excessive. That was a bit excessive. Um, that was. Uh, crappy. <laughs> we can't say that word. Yeah, you can't. Uh, we can't um, that was uh, a little hard. That was overkill. That was overkill. Mm-hmm. Is that the one overkill? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you know, when you say the word overkill, it's such an economical word. It says so much. That's one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite minute, minute work songs. I know. You don't have to keep going on and mm-hmm. on. That's why the metaphoric language is so good. Um. I'll take the first pass at it. I'll take a swing. I'll take a swing. I I will. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Swing is I'll one give, of I'll them. give it a shot. That's a, yeah. I didn't shot. even realize those two. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. Or I'll take a. I'll take a hammer to it. <laughs> I'll, take I'll tear it up. I'll, I'll whack it to pieces. <laughs> this is like password here, guys. 
<laughs> if you take a hammer to it, you're not really making a okay, good no, pass no, at it. Stab. Oh, take a stab at it. Take a stab at it. Yeah. I'm warming up here. And here. I still have my sock cap on. Um, let's just move forward. Um, let's just move forward. Let's just... Uh, Give you a hint with my hand here. Let's just roll on. Let's just um, steamroll. Let, let's uh, box it out. <laughs> <laughs> let's duke it out. Uh, uh, let's... Um, you uh, said this while ago. Uh, steam... Uh, let's just... What's this? Uh, it's It's a... Butterfly in a cage. No, you said it well ago. Let's just. I forgot what I said, Sean. <laughs> well, what is this? It's, it's a. Let's just roll down the hill like a limbing off a cliff. Duke it out. Punch it out. Roll off it. Uh, let's just roll over and die. <laughs> we needed this on video. This little doll was like. <laughs> She's dead. I'm rolling a doll on the table in front. Let's just roll. With the punches. With the roll punches. Roll with the punches. Yeah. You should have, no, you should have done this. You should have done, you know, Master Paul show, tells us how to punch. You know. Oh, you didn't like my punches. I see that it was a problem. I don't think that was a punch. That was a roll. <laughs> You're making dough. You're not punching. Oh, I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> this is one out of all of them on this list that made me a little bit crazy. I'm sorry, nuns against gun violence. This one makes me a little crazy. Uh, but here's the say this one. That'll feed two birds with one scone. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Mm. No. That they, will feed two birds feed. with one scone. Is that what they want to substitute? That's what they want you to say. Instead of saying... Killing two birds with one stone. That's a good way to kill two birds with one stone. Uh-huh. But what if you're hunting for turkey? <laughs> you know, and you need to provide food for the Thanksgiving table. But see, this is the thing that here's where we get into the level of idiocy. Mm-hmm. You know, is this really how far we need to go? Well, and also to it, end gun violence. No, no, is this no. the way to do no, it? No, and actually, it delegitimizes the uh, purpose of doing that by going down this road that is silly, and it it, it takes away from the true effort to to decrease gun violence. Because people are going to scoff at this like we are. Good point. And it's it's it delegitimizes those of us that would like right. to see legislation to do so. so right, right. Hmm. Yeah, and they're they're well intended, but they're off. Is this here's how about this? They're way off the mark. Yes. And even that is probably like, what do you mean? Is that I a target? Agree. Is that I a target, agree. or are we shooting a gun or an arrow? Because again, know. we're talking about words, and I know that's what poetry is, but this makes me think of. Um, there's a line from um, uh, the guy that wrote The Unbearable Lightness of Being, Millaws. Okay. He said, it is better to, uh, this person who was being really cruel had buried this crow that was not even dead yet, had buried it under some, tried to bury it under in the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he, there's a line in there about it is better to to dig out a half-buried crow than it is to send petitions to the president. I have heard that before. Yes. I have heard that yeah. somewhere. Yeah, so it is better. Milan Kundera, that's who wrote that. Milan I was Kundera. thinking of the poet, uh, but yeah, uh, Kundera. Um, better to dig a half-buried crow out of the ground than to send petitions to the president. Hmm. So, so we're back to, you know, the ethics yeah. of, of your behavior 
it's so and that's what matters and so you can use metaphoric language that doesn't mean that you're being an unethical person mm-hmm. when you use metaphoric language mm-hmm. well true sean <sighs> you know and you know i i don't want to get controversial here but i will i have a problem with people who say <laughs> yeah, he's and forgive me listeners uh, I might I might lose my, another listener, but when people say <laughs> she's a good Christian person, she's uh, a good Christian, it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. My friend who, who I went to the funeral, my Jewish friend, that would bother her. Yeah, why, why of can't, course. Why can't you just be, you're a, what a wonderful person, what a good-hearted, good-natured, yeah. what a caring, humanitarian. Don't label it with a religion. Let's, let's not do that. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, well, because right. it, it forces you to rely on again go back to ethics the behavior of the person so what has the person done in terms of behavior that is good mm-hmm. or caring you know or uh, or christian what has yep. this person done that you consider christian that is good mm-hmm. and then that's what you comment on right. not just you know this blanket not the label, thing yeah which the blanket has been misused. label yes certainly yeah yeah well, um, well, I got to take off some layers, or we got to stop because I'm yeah, I want, pretty I, overheated. I, I wanted to read your I wanted to read your poem, Life Post Poem, because okay. it, it it really it's been my two weeks in a nutshell. The, your words and they've they translated it to so many things. Last two weeks have been odd. They've been odd. Mm-hmm. You know, there's it's been transitional for me. Yeah. And you wrote this uh, because you you had some assistance from your son. Oh yeah. And, and it, this kind of inspired you, uh, and and it's kind of indicative of. We all need help once in a while. Yes. He came know. over the weekend before my surgery and did all kinds of wonderful things speaking, around my house. Speaking of doing good, mm-hmm. no labels. I, mm-hmm. I do it because I love someone. Mm-hmm. Not because I expect reward mm-hmm. or, your, or accolades. Mm-hmm. And it's something that is just, uh, you do it because you love someone. Yeah. And that's that's the purest form of giving. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, going to make me cry. Oh, I'm sorry. But, but, <laughs> but anyway, this is called The Clearing. The way is clear, leaves pushed to the side, stones revealed, packed dirt the color of chocolate. Know who loves you by the way they keep the road that connects you to the world passable. And it's so important because, you know, whether, whether we're honoring someone who has passed and we're throwing earth on their, on their grave and lamenting about, I should have knocked on your door when you asked me to come over and help with your closet and I felt like I was too busy. But you know, know know who, know who whom you love, and help them along the way because that that is reward into itself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I just feel like that was really good words, and they were really appropriate. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. And it is an example also of what we're talking about in in terms of be true, and be real to the vital thing to the action, to the behavior of one person to another, to the ways that we connect with one another mm-hmm. that are true and necessary and uh, present in the world. And the language will take care of itself, mm-hmm. you know, if we do that. It always has. Yeah. It always morphs and edits and, and, and transforms yeah. without trying to cut off an arm to change this. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Dig the buried, half-buried crow out of the ground yep. instead of sending the petition to the president mm-hmm. because you have done the action that's necessary mm-hmm. in the world. And, again, that's to me, that's, that's poetry is that you're 
it's kind of an, an illustration of that, that you're doing what is necessary in the world by illustrating what is necessary in the world. Here, <laughs> Clear somebody's path for them. And here's how, and, and here's how connected we are. <laughs> Guess what I wrote down? We're being very profound. Because Bill. why did you just say, and, and uh, anyway, don't repeat it, but I wrote down here, poetry is verbal painting. Ah, Poetry yeah. is a, you know, the words are, are the brush strokes and the colors, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but poetry is a verbal painting. Mm -hmm. You know, you paints it paints a, a picture very vivid with words. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 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 and uh, you know, hopefully people can learn to appreciate because there's so many unseen paintings out there. Yeah, when all of our our nonsense in every different avenue of our life goes away, art is going to remain, mm -hmm. and art will see us through. Mm -hmm. And uh, my first poetry mentor, he wrote, Terry Hummer, he wrote on the inside of a, a book he signed for me way back when I was in college in 1980, the poems will see you through. Mm -hmm. and they will see you through and they'll, yeah. they'll be there. It's it's a truth for you all out there, even if you're not poets. Yeah. So come in and leave, <laughs> leave us some poetry on the wall, visit yeah. with us, you know, and comment and rate and everything. Do all that great stuff. Do all stuff. that stuff, yes. Oh, this is fun. I hope people enjoyed it. It's good to be back. Yeah, we're back in the back in the saddle again. Can back I say that? Back in the saddle, yeah. yeah. And then I'll, I'll get my trunk open eventually and get all those letters of, you know, people missing us I out. Know. And we'll go yes. through them. All those petitions that have been, <laughs> yeah. Sent those thousands of names. <laughs> yeah. yep. Thank you all for being with us. Bye, guys. Down to Doggy. <laughs>